Welcome to Truth and Liberty. Thank you for joining our daily live call-in broadcast where trusted leaders bring biblical insights to the issues and you can call in and get your questions answered in real time. According to the Bible, it's the truth you know that sets you free. So call in today to get answers, information, and resources to help you stand for truth and effect godly change in our nation and the world. And now, here's your host for today's broadcast, Dwayne Sheriff. Hey everyone, welcome to Truth and Liberty. I'm your host today, Dwayne Sheriff, and boy, do I have a very, very special program for you. This is our live call-in show, and you're going to want to take the number down, and uh, I promise you, you're going to want to call. So let me give you the number, 719-619-2341. That's 719-619-2341. And we're going to be talking about AI, artificial intelligence today, and what that means to us as the church and you as an individual. And man, I have a very special guest with me today. And I just know, again, you're going to be blessed. I'm excited about it. Uh, even in um, getting together earlier, uh, I'm just excited. So let me give you a few announcements of some upcoming events. And then we're going to jump right into this current event that we are facing in regards to AI. We have the live nativity scene that is here on the college campus, right here in Woodland Park, the Karis Bible College campus. And uh, again, it's a live nativity and it's December the 15th through the 17th. That's December the 15th, 16th and 17th. And it'll be between the hours of 6 and 8.30 p.m., 6 to 8.30. And there are no tickets required and as I say every time I'm on, man, the free chocolate is awesome. Uh, so the, the free hot chocolate. Uh, and that's not only good for the kids and grandkids, it'll be good for you too. And so you can really have a great outing with your kids and your grandkids. The lights are just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, and then the nativity will be a blessing to you. December the 15th through the 17th. Then we have our Phoenix Gospel Truth Conference 2024, our first truth conference and it's in phoenix arizona and it's in january january the 4th through the 6th it's located at the renaissance phoenix glendale hotel and spa and the speakers are andrew womack and jim baker and i've had jim baker in uh, our church at victory life for one of our big conferences and man you are going to be blessed this guy is great. And of course, Andrew's always great. Uh, that's January the 4th through the 6th, Renaissance Phoenix Glendale Hotel Spa. And you need to register at awmi.net. We'd love to hear from you in that regard. We also want to always remind you of our website and the resources that we have available, especially as we come into 2024 in the midterm or not midterm, the national election, uh, and that'll involve, of course, the presidency. It'll involve the Senate and the House, and you're going to need to be informed. And Truth and Liberty just has a tremendous website and resources for information. We have a news deficit uh, in our country today, and I'm convinced if people were properly informed, they would make different decisions than they're making. 
And so you need a place to go, and we have a lot of conservative resources there for you to get you information accurate, as accurate as possible to make godly good decisions. Also, the uh, Truth and Liberty broadcast is archived, and you can go back and watch it, or especially today, you're going to hear some things that you, you're going to want your friends and your family to hear, uh, and you can go back to the archives and, and watch it again. So let's get into what I'm really excited about. Again, I have a good, uh, a good friend, a near and dear friend and co-worker actually in the ministry here at Victory Life Church and our Victory Life Church system. And uh, I've got with me pastor, and I, I, I believe he has a very prophetic gift, uh, Zach Backus. Zach, thank you so much for coming with me on the show. Again, he, he pastors within the Victory Life system, but he has a, a prophetic bent. Uh, he's uh, married to Serena uh, with five beautiful children, and we're excited about his children. We love children here at Victory Life uh, and DSM. So I heard Zach minister two years ago, and I felt like he was on the cutting edge of some of this AI um, space. Uh, a lot of us, especially in ministry, it's just not our space. Uh, and yet there's some serious things that we're coming into in regards to artificial intelligence. And anyway, he gave the message at one of our locations, and I was arrested. And I went to him and I specifically said, look, we have got to get this into all of the Victory Life churches. I believe that when you hear some of these things today, you're going to see maybe a need to get it into your church, this information, and certainly to your family and friends, because there's a lot of misinformation on AI, just like there is any and every subject in our world today. And I just want to say before I ask Zach to jump in here that over the years, I've always felt like I had good discernment. And when things would come up, I, I had a, an instinct about it. I had a intuition, a, a, if you will, conviction almost immediately that this is something to take serious. This is not something to take serious. Of course, I've weighed in over the years. Uh, when I first started pastoring in Durant, you know, there was a book that came out. I started in 1987, and then there was a book, 88 Reasons Jesus is Coming Back in 1988, and it caused a big stir in our geographical area. So I had to go public and deal with that. And I was spot on on that. And I even said that if, if Jesus comes back in 1988, I'll repent. But I wonder if this guy will repent. Well, he didn't <laughs> repent. He wrote another book, 89 Reasons Why Jesus is Coming Back in 1989. So anyway, deception is something very real that as ministers, we have to help prepare people not to enter into, to discern, to recognize to not be a party to. And so Y2K, I had a, 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 an instinct, a prophetic. I'm not a prophet like I consider you, Zach, but I have discernment. I just have wisdom from the scriptures and from, I believe, the Holy Spirit. And I knew that Y2K was, was something we did not need to fear. And I had to go public on that and was proven right. And then you've got COVID-19. You've got uh, 9-11 and how we had to deal with those things publicly and all the fear mongering and uh, back to COVID-19. You know, I, 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 I have been proven right on every single thing I said publicly that caused me to be censored, caused me to be flagged 
all of those kind of things. And I said that not to boast, but to assure my own heart of my discernment in the past because my discernment in the present on AI feels different. I don't have fear. You should not fear. Anything we have to say, we're going to look at some headlines here in a moment, some current events. Uh, they can generate fear, and that's not my motive, nor is that God's will, is that we fear anything. God's love cast out all fear, and that, that's even fear of self-destruction that we're seeing in our culture. And so the motive of the program will not be, nor do I have a concern about fear or being fearful over AI and the direction it's going, but I have some concerns. I have some checks. I have some things that bother me, and I'll quit here and turn it over to Zach here. Uh, it bothers me that these things bother me mm -hmm. because I usually have that quick yes, that quick no, uh, yeah, we need to pay attention and here's why, or no, we need to stay focused. I'm in the middle uh, with we definitely need to be focused. We're going to talk about that some in Jesus and in the word, but we need to be awake and aware of our world. We live in it. We're not of it, but we live in it. And so this is a real issue. So I just want to let Zach jump in and then I'll look at maybe some quick headlines and just share some things that the Lord is saying. I believe the Lord has said to Zach. So again, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. So honored to be with you. Uh, excited for the opportunity. And uh, I love the uh, verbiage here at the very beginning of the program, because when we talk about the subject of artificial intelligence, we have to be honest that all of our lives have greatly benefited from its invention. Uh, we use it in some capacity every day from uh, it being a part of our integrated systems on our devices that are in front of us right now. And, and there's major components of it that do have the capacity to lend a hand towards the flourishing and the enrichment of humanity. But as you do, I have concerns uh, with it being introduced into the time and season of life that we're in. Like anything with great power, there's great responsibility, great accountability that comes with it. And uh, these matters kind of began dropping into my heart just in time of prayer and even preparation for that message that you referenced uh, that's been a couple years back now. And really the trigger for it for me was an article that I was reading about a company called Neuralink uh, that's founded by Elon Musk. I think it's changed hands in regards to corporate boards and those kinds of things, but I know uh, Elon's still connected to it. And uh, with this Neuralink, a couple of years ago, they were talking about uh, this branch of artificial intelligence that was referred to as benevolent AI or AI that's specifically used for the enrichment of humanity. So that kind of... Kind of like the angel side right. of AI. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Versus the yeah. demon side. Exactly right. So that term really just arrested me, benevolent AI. We serve a benevolent God. Right. We're called to live a life of benevolence and God's agape love, God's charity as believers. So what's this benevolent AI mean in one key word standing out to me, artificial. Yeah. Uh, nothing about the Lord's artificial. Nothing Amen. about our lives uh, in, in regards to the kingdom of God is artificial. That's the most authentic thing that there is in the entire universe. So the merger of those two words kind of arrested me, you know, um, something artificial and at the same time has the capacity to be benevolent. What does that mean? Yeah. Uh, how do those two yeah. things merge together? So in reading the article, there's uh, some cutting edge technology in regards to this Neuralink or this device 
that they have begun, hum, uh, excuse me, uh, animal trials on, soon to be starting human trials. If you go to their website, they're actually taking people to sign up that will volunteer uh, to be some of the first human trialists once that time comes. But they were really targeting certain types of disease and disease processes that by the insertion through a, a robot of these, you know, extremely thin uh, fibers um, connected to a, a chip you have the ability to override and rewrite the brain's responses in certain disease scenarios. And that's fascinating. That's interesting. There's things that are like it to a measure that uh, have the ability to influence and to, and to rewire certain things in cases like Parkinson's syndrome. There's different electrodes and things that can be imp implanted in the brain that greatly help. But this was something at another level that I hadn't heard of before. And as I was reading the article, uh, I started reading some of the the, the commentary surrounding it that was in the article itself, mostly by uh, Elon Musk, the founder of the company, and was talking about that, yes, this Neuralink chip had the ability to rewrite and rewire and fix and potentially even cure certain disease processes in the body that are affected with our uh, central nervous system. But he said the underlying thing and another door of opportunity within this chip, and that's kind of what I was looking for in the article, is what, what's, what's the thing in me that doesn't feel so good about this? This looks like it could be medical breakthrough. This could help a lot of people. Uh, we're pastors. We're all about helping people. Yeah. But what is this kind of reservation that I have? What's this discernment that's going off in me? What's this authentic insight on the inside Yeah, we have me? an AI. I want you to pick up on that. We have our own AI, authentic insight, but it comes from God. Yes. That's what makes it authentic. Yes. Yeah. And so go ahead. Yeah, so your so AI on the inside. The AI will. that's already on the inside of me without yeah. the implant. Yeah. The you didn't take the implant. Did Let's take be the clear implant. on that as well. <laughs> Uh, I, I started paying attention to some of the verbiage in the language. And one of the things that the article was citing uh, Mr. Musk saying was that there's a ability to, uh, in the future, with this type of a device, to upload your consciousness. So to take all of your life experiences, all your memories, uh, everything that makes the functional part of your soul functional, your, your inner world, per se, and to upload that and to be able to have your consciousness now download, upload it onto a chip and then continue on in a type of Im immortality. Uh, and to have that device implanted into something else, be it a organic being or not, but a way to extend one's life through that process. And I was like, okay, that's what's going off on the inside of me. Uh, so much more now that as this companies continue to, uh, to make advances, uh, and even earlier this year, going back and having different, uh, you know, interviews and press conferences and things, uh, in March of this year, uh, Elon Musk and several others, leading industry experts in this field, because of their concerns about the rate of development that AI is on, uh, and with systems like the most recent and notable, probably for a lot of the viewers, uh, OpenAI's ChatGPT, that went a little bit off script and did some things that it shouldn't be able to do, but it did. Um, and even recently with Sam Altman being fired from the company and then X amount of days later in a very short time period reinstated, uh, a lot of volatility in the space right now. And in March, Elon and a group of others uh, had put out that, hey, we need to really reassess the rate at which we are developing these programs and these processes because there's great danger. Uh, so to me, that authentic insight on the inside of me 
already being flagged, uh, you know, a couple of years ago through that article, and then hearing in March of this year, and now all industry experts, social scientists, uh, social commentators saying 2024 is a make or break year for, for these systems and for this process that uh, 2024 will be the year that we see either major breakthroughs or breakdowns mm-hmm. adding the way in the rate and at the space uh, within the space in the rate of AI or artificial intelligence production. And uh, the thing that in this most recent article that I was looking at, referencing back the Neuralink uh, chip, uh, Elon has been quoted as saying that it's not a matter of if artificial intelligence gets away from us, it's going to, and humanity has to be ready and has to be just as cutting edge. So part of the undertones of the Neuralink company is the optimization of humanity. Benevolent AI that can cure diseases but can also optimize humanity or upgrade humanity. And Elon and industry experts that are, have a hand in this chip have called for, like, the sooner that you can get this into a human, a better defense that you can have in regards to bandwidth or speed of processing information, being able to combat the dangers that AI pose for the future. So people that are futurists like him by looking at trends and then also just through the entrepreneurial spirit in them that is God-given are looking into the future and saying there's a problem coming and we've got to merge with a superior technology now so that we can even have the bandwidth or the speed or the intelligence to be able to recognize it and stop it and I've just, you know, grown up under uh, your teaching, as many uh, young leaders have in our church, and I'm honored now to work with with your son Jacob, and and the path of uh, of life that we're on together as colleagues in ministry, and him being uh, senior pastor of our church now. There's been a strong pull over the past couple of years for us to encourage the church to live at the pace that God wants them to live by practicing a certain kind of life, which is the way of Jesus which is an ancient way of life, which is tapping into, I know something that you've recently written about, these unforced rhythms of grace. We know if the culture's saying, we've got to merge with things now that we don't fully understand to be prepared for a future that we might not be ready for without it. Well, if God's kingdom is upside down and it is, then this is a rally cry for the church to say, how much are we really integrating the practices of the Lord Jesus Christ in our life And how much of the mind of Christ are we actually accessing? How much are we devoted to grow in spiritual intelligence so that we can tap into the genuine source of truth and discernment, Mm. which is the spirit of the living God on the inside of us. And it's the thing that gives us the capacity to be fully human. Yes. We already know we're subhuman without the spirit of God. That's what Jesus came to do was to reinstate us back to God's full design for humanity. So, these issues and problems that we're facing trace their way all the way back to the garden. Amen. In my mind, AI and what it signifies and what it stands for is the apex, which is a de-evolution, but at the same time an evolution for humanity of reaching for the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil for ourselves yet again, saying that we can create something in our own image for mm. the ability to optimize ourselves. Mm. Think about the serpent around the tree. What did he say? Yeah. God knows that if you eat this fruit, you'll be like him, knowing both good and evil. There's a world that he's created that you don't fully understand, guys. This is the voice of the serpent now, the commentary in my brain. (laughs) Eat this fruit. Become one with this. Take this into yourself. Learn to integrate this into your life on your terms 
so that you can be like God, mm. so that you can have mm. the full optimization that he wants you to have, the full abundant life that he wants you to have mm. in, in this garden. He's called you to rule and reign. The fruit is a pathway to be able to do that. And to me, yeah. this is that on steroids. Yes. And the church has to be awake. Yes. 2024 is also a year uh, that we have 40 elections happening. Uh, sorry, 40 elections happening in 40 different countries around the globe. And just this morning, yeah. I texted you first thing yeah. this morning on the drive This is really in. good. Just uh, this morning at 9 o'clock yeah. Eastern Standard Time, Pope Francis, you can't, you can't make this stuff up. This is just right. at right. 9 o'clock this morning, he's released a message that he was supposed to reserve for January 1st, mm -hmm. calling for a global response to really look at the dangers of artificial intelligence, global treaties to slow this thing down, slow down the production, put ethical and moral safeguards in place. And he releases that at nine o'clock this morning. Yeah. Even in preparation for this, I was like, Lord, yeah. there's clearly something yeah. that you want the global body of Christ to yes. be aware of, to recognize and to, and to be awake and, and alert. Yeah, I've got that article, uh, warning of risk to our survival. Pope calls for global treaty, treaty on AI. This is just an awesome time. And before we dive any further, and we're going to ultimately end with what are we supposed to do? How should we live our lives? You, you've heard how that we've ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, wanting our autonomy from God to be able to know good and evil and knowledge. God's not against knowledge. He's not against the usage and proper usage of knowledge. But that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, independent of him, always leads to death. So here we have leading psychologists, uh, again, those that are in the AI space with Elon Musk and others saying, hey, we got to get smart fast and not just eat, but gorge on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil so we can get ahead of it. Uh, and yet the answer ultimately for all of us is going to be, no, we need to gorge on the tree of life. Amen. We need to understand our connectivity uh, to Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit and what will be available to us if we continue to grow and mature the wisdom of God at the speed of light to counter this stuff and deception. So we're going to be getting into some of that as well. Um, again, just the leading headlines uh, fear of AI greatly exaggerated, Forbes.com. Uh, there probably is an exaggeration like everything else. There's so much fake news. There's so much fraud and deception that even some of the things about AI are probably exaggerated, and we're going to have a hard time getting to the truth. But I do believe we need to be aware but not afraid. Um, Open AI, you mentioned that, CEO admits he fears artificial intelligence causing significant harm to the world. Mm -hmm. So we need to be aware that, that that's out there. Uh, someone uh, wrote an article with a, an interview with uh, NBC. Uh, you're right to be scared of AI. I want to counter that. You don't need and have a right to be afraid of anything. Uh, aware of, yes, but afraid of, no. Uh, but you are right to be scared of AI, says Ivy League expert and White House advisor. That's your first warning right there. I don't know about these Ivy League experts. To me, they're poison Ivy experts at large. But he does give five safeguards, 
uh, guardrails to protect us from harm. Well, God, I promise you, has given us safeguards to protect us from harm as as well. Uh, again, back to the open AI CEO tells Senate that he fears AI's potential to manipulate views. Do you think? <laughs> Man, you talk about fake news on steroids. Uh, some of my concerns aren't with AI in and of itself. It's with who programs it, programs it with what? Mm-hmm. We are being inundated with lies, falsehoods, uh, deception. And you you program a supercomputer with all these lies and deceptions. What kind of conclusions is the computer going to come to? Right. Uh, the lies about Christian nationalists now. I read an article this week about how Christian nationalists are a greater threat to America than terrorists. Saints, that's that's ultimate deception. That's lies. That's fraud. That's that's saying our government is now saying that Christians who are patriotic are the greatest threat to America. What if you programmed a computer with all those lies and it has the capacity at a super speed to come to erroneous conclusions? We're going to have some issues and we need better prepared. So that's what the program is really all about. We're not wanting to... to uh, create fear. Uh, God hadn't given us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind, not a chip inserted mind on a high speed internet uh, uh, bandwidth, but with the mind of Christ. So give us some more information. And uh, we've got about, about two minutes. Absolutely. Uh, and then we'll go to our first break. But Sounds uh, great. And start taking your calls. But go ahead, Zach. Well, just uh, Pastor Dwayne, you bringing up the potential for misinformation and deception on steroids. That's actually a chief uh, remark and comment of uh, the Pope's address this morning was uh, me bringing up the 40 elections happening in 40 different countries next year. That was one of his chief concerns in doing it now instead of waiting for the message to come later was the potential risks because of the cutting edge innovations that every leading industry expert in this space says it's coming in 2024. 2024 is the year that we're going to see major breakthroughs or breakdowns concerning AI. And Pope Francis says he's got strong, uh, you know, strong uh, discernment happening in him and cause for alarm in regards to the potential that AI has to uh, interfere with elections, election interference. And his ultimate thing is the use of AI to create a surveillance state. Oh, yeah. Boy, get that before we go to our break. Can you imagine the the election fraud that is happening now at the speed of and depth of 50, 60 times greater than it is now? Uh, that's, that's concerning, and that we need to be awake and aware. Uh, we're already in a police state in, in the, the freest country in the world with the best constitution in the world and the best safeguards in the natural in the world for freedom of thought, um, freedom of speech and freedom of movement. I can't imagine with all the lies about global warming being programmed into a computer and its conclusion being anything less than humanity is the greatest threat mm-hmm. and needs to be eliminated to save the planet. Uh, we're, we're coming into some challenging times and we need to know the word of God. We need to know truth and where truth is and who truth is in order to discern 
good. What is good about this? And what is evil? Because you make a great point as well. I mean, I'm sitting here right here right now with, with a form of AI mm-hmm. that is nothing but a blessing to me at large. But even now they can track me through this thing. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been talking, I was talking one time with my phone off to a contractor about an elevator in, in my barn. Mm-hmm. And, and I, an hour later, started getting ads yep. about elevators. What are the odds of that? Yeah. I've never gotten one before or since. <laughs> So how did they how did they know? So there's some there's some police state yeah. issues that will will create some issues. So we're gonna come back after 90 seconds here and jump in the middle of this. At Truth and Liberty Coalition, we have big plans to make a big impact. If you want to be a part of turning our nation back to God, I want to invite you to become a supporter of Truth and Liberty. You can go on our website at truthandliberty.net to the donate page and make a gift there. And you can also sign up to be uh, make a recurring automatic gift of $5 or more per month, and then you'll become a Truth and Liberty member. And uh, our gifts to Truth and Liberty are not tax deductible, but I promise you, God sees your generosity. So go to Truth and Liberty and become a member today. With practical government, you have experts in the fields that are sharing their perspective, wisdom and experience. It's not available anywhere else in the world. We're going to teach a Christian heritage of our American government. They're going to learn about the Founding Fathers. We're teaching the Constitution, how government operates, practical skills and field study. No matter where you're coming from, The world needs you. Whatever God's calling you to do, you're able to do it. To learn more, visit practicalgovernmentschool.com. At Truth and Liberty Coalition, we work to unify, educate, and mobilize the body of Christ to change nations. That's why I want to encourage you to go to our website at truthandliberty.net and subscribe so that you can begin receiving regular updates uh, about our show, news items, action alerts, blog posts, and much, much more. Uh, all you have to do is go to the website, click subscribe, share your email address, and you'll begin to be equipped to stand for truth in the public square. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Truth and Liberty. I've got my good friend and colleague, um, Zach Backus, with me today. And we're, we're, we're discussing the subject of AI, artificial intelligence, and the path we're on. And, and what do we as the church need to know? How do we better prepare for the challenges that are on the horizon uh, with the corruption in our world? with the fake news, with the canceling uh, of people of truth. I just can't imagine the issues we're going to be a, be facing with this artificial intelligence because of who will be programming it. So one of the things that, that I just got a question about before we go back to Zach was how that Lance Walnow Am I saying that wall now? Mm-hmm. Lance, he's a part of Andrew's ministry and uh, just a tremendous ministry as messages on these seven mountains and how the church needs to influence them. Well, he's expanding the mountains to this new mountain of science and technology, science and technology, and that the church needs to be connected to that mountain of influence, of influence. And the question is, how do you envision the church's influencing the mountain for this, for uh, uh, of science and technology for the kingdom, and I, I, I want to answer that, and we'll start taking your calls 
uh, here in a little bit. Uh, but I do believe that there is a positive side, as we've already stated, of AI and that we can leverage the good of applying knowledge uh, for the betterment of humanity. It's just trying to understand good and evil independent of God and then apply good and evil independent of God. We cannot know good without God. We cannot be good without God. And we cannot do good without God. And we have a culture that has rejected God and that is looking to AI to make them a God. Uh, Anthony uh, Fauci was recently interviewed. And uh, I don't want to make any of these things personal with him. I pray for his soul. But he's a national figure that has influenced and affected to the negative millions of lives with fraud and with misinformation. And he was asked about church and our need for church. And he said he doesn't go to church and he doesn't need church. He has his own ethics. Therein applies the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Man's so-called ethics, independent of God, his own ethics. There is a way, Proverbs 16, 24, there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. There are forms of death that this will bring to our culture, to our quality of life, because we're trying to process knowledge and information and good and evil independent of God. And uh, that, that's the major, the major problem. Uh, so I don't know if you want to weigh in on that question a little further. How can this technology uh, and this mountain uh, benefit the kingdom of God? You know, I, I see it exactly in the same context as uh, programs like this. Uh, programs like this are all about being able to make sure that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ continues to be salt and light in the midst of culture. That's good. Um, and the way that we've seen a separation uh, between God and Judeo-Christian values in our schools, and that separation has caused darkness to permeate. Uh, the same thing in politics. Uh, as I've heard so many leading uh, voices in the church, yours especially, take stands around why we have to, as pastors, talk about the things that we do is because the church is supposed to act as the, as the culture's conscience. Amen. And we need, of course, uh, with, uh, with Lance on this, of it's not the church's job to, uh, to pull out of these types of spaces or uh, jobs in these particular types of er types of areas, but it's kingdom people that provide the ethics, that provide the morality. Without uh, kingdom-minded people in any business realm or sector, without kingdom-minded people, the past couple episodes, even in this show, we've been able to highlight people that we both have relationship with that are kingdom-minded, spirit-filled uh, politicians yeah. uh, that are making a difference. We need that same thing in regards to cutting edge technological spaces like this. Without that salt and light there, there will be nothing but darkness. Yeah. And all that's left is the type of reasoning that if you take God out of the equation, I believe a guy like Elon Musk raising a flag to say, look, the bridge is out. We need to merge now is coming from a goodness of heart from the standpoint of what he can comprehend of benevolence but how can you really know about God's compassion and love and what's best for humanity without authentic relationship with the creator of humanity? There's a creator of AI, and it's man. <laughs> yeah. There's a creator of the creator of AI, yeah. which is God. Yeah. 
And that's ultimately where our uh, ethics and morality are supposed to be coming from, especially in this country. And we know uh, the founding fathers' views on these things concerning morality and ethics and and all those kinds of things. So yes, this is another mountain that the church has to take and the church has to be. The kingdom of God is not intimidated because of artificial intelligence. Uh, I woke up this morning and the first thing on my mind was I can't uh, give chapter and verse off the top of my head, but uh, in the Psalms where it says that the Lord essentially sits in the heavens and laughs. Yeah, Psalms 2. Psalms 2. Yeah. That's what you're here for. Thank you. <laughs> Just give me chapter and verse. It's called job security. <laughs> job security. Uh, Psalm 2, it's like as as the enemies of the Lord and the kings of this earth are making their plans, the Lord sits in the heavens and yeah. laughs. God looks at artificial intelligence and the dangers, and although he has concern for his body, uh, in this hour that we would be awake, that we would be alert. He's not intimidated by this yeah. stuff. Uh, he's the wisdom that created the entire universe. And the thing that I've got passion for, and, and my wife and I together in this in ministry right now, is that people would live more by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking about this, and I had this uh, really uh, cool interaction yesterday. I was getting my hair cut uh, you know, I'm, um, uh, currently on assignment at one of our other campuses and, uh, just so many beautiful things happening there in that city and with that amazing group of people, but it was in a local barber shop. God's done some cool things there. And, uh, this guy walks in, uh, my friend that I become friends with the, the barber is, uh, cutting my hair. And he told me afterwards that he didn't even know why this guy showed up to the shop because he, his appointment wasn't scheduled for that day. He came in and he sat across from me and, you know, there's three or four other people in there as well. All three barbers are working. Had my son Judah with me. Oh, boy. Uh, and uh, he's there and this guy starts talking to me like he knows me. Well, I don't know this guy. And uh, I can tell he's not, his ethnicity is not, uh, you know, from our country. Uh, I, he's he's, he's uh, definitely uh, an immigrant. And I'm speaking to him and uh, he he just keeps telling me, I, I, I know I know you. I know I know you. And I said, I, I really don't know you. I said, we kind of have a similar look because of the part of the wor world I was kind of in inferring that he was from. I said, but I, I honestly don't know you. He said, well, I, ha I have a smoke shop here in town. And I'm thinking, oh, great. This barber that I'm witnessing to is going to think that this guy knows me from going to the smoke shop. And I said, look, I said, I promise I've never been to your smoke shop. I said, I haven't smoked anything in a really long time. <laughs> I said, uh, I don't know you. And he, and he said this phrase, and this is where I saw Judah, uh, my nine-year-old's eyes perk up because he caught that God was doing something. And the gentleman told me, he says, I feel like I know you in my heart. Mm. And he would try not to look at me, and his face just kept going back around. And every time he did, I'd just smile. And I started having a word of knowledge for him about where he was from, about his grandmother. I kid you not. This guy is Hindu, Buddhist, professing it to me. I have this word of knowledge for him about his grandma. He lifts up his shirt and shows me his grandma's name tattooed by, oh, on his wow. bicep. Oh. And he says, all these things that you tell me, I've never had this kind of an interaction with any of my, any of my gods. Because I'm telling about Jesus there yeah. in, in the barbershop. Yeah. That's an authentic insight yeah. that AI yeah. cannot do. That's right. AI cannot tell this guy. Yeah. These, these kinds of things about, it doesn't matter what kind of chip you had on the inside of you. That's right. And he told me the only relationship I had that was authentic was with my grandma. All my other family I didn't have a relationship with. And that's when he showed me the tattoo on his arm. And I said, you've got over 300 million gods in the Hindu pantheon. I know just from world religion classes and th things that I've, that I've done over the years. 
I said, and I know that you can add Jesus to that pantheon and it'll be, you know, for you. Yeah, we'll just adopt another God. He said, I know. He said, but I know enough about Christianity that I can't do that with Jesus. That if I say yes to him, he's the only one. I said, you're right. I said, but the reason he's bringing up grandma is because the same way you have all these family members, but you don't really have a relationship with them. I said, that's like you and all the gods that you worship. God's showing you that he wants relationship with you like grandma has with you. Mm. And this guy said, I, the longer I sit here, the more I know I'm supposed to come to your church. Just was freaking yeah. out, you know, in a yeah. good way. Yeah. And uh, got up and, and left, got to pray for him. Those type of moments yeah. is how the Holy Spirit has equipped us. There's so much Holy Spirit potential on the inside of us. Mm. I think about testimonies uh, and, uh, and, and things that you've shared over the years for all the, all the years that I've grown up listening to you and under your teaching. Uh, I was just listening to uh, a minister the other day at a church that's doing just major things across the globe for the kingdom. And they've got an entire company of prophets that their that their ministry is to pray and discern God on locating missing children, mm. and they work with police departments and other things to get words from heaven mm. on where these kids are. I think about just how frustrating it's got to be at times yeah. for the Holy Spirit yeah. of God yeah. to be alive on the inside of us, yeah. knowing that there's so much more that He wants to do, mm. but we look to, if we're being honest, imitations. Yeah. that distract us, that numb us. Yes. I think about uh, things that are happening in our culture uh, since the digital age. 2007 is the year that everything started changing for us as a society in regards to our integration with tech and the digital space. 2007 is the, is the, the marking of the beginning of the digital age. It's the year that the iPhone hit, hit uh, the shelves. It's the year that Facebook was invented and Twitter all in the same year. Mm. And with that, uh, recent studies are showing uh, just things that, I mean, it's, it's to the point to where you laugh, not because it's funny, but because uh, you, just, you just see the effect that this stuff has on us that we don't know. Technology's improved our lives by so many different, different uh, you know, so many different facets of our lives. But you talk about things like the average human attention span. Average yeah, human attention span is 8.25 seconds. Alan, we need to let that sink in, brothers and sisters. The average attention span of human beings is 8.25 seconds. 8.25 seconds. And this is the kicker. The kicker is the goldfish yeah. has a speed. A goldfish has got a nine-second attention span. And that means <laughs> the ability that you have to think about just yeah. one particular su- subject uninterrupted. Yeah. Now, like task attention to do one particular task, it's higher than that. But we're talking about at the level of bandwidth of, of thought, speed, speed of thought. And so many different leading uh, social psychologists and social scientists and psychiatrists are mapping out how there's been major hits to our brains, to our, to our soul, our mind, will, and emotions since the invention of the certain kinds of technology that we use today. The average person touches their iPhone 2,617 times a day. They pick it up. 96 times a day, and that equates to about every 10 minutes. Wow. We are distracted. We're in a hurry. We're addicted to speed. And because of the way that these tech experts and social media uh, managers have created the product that they sell us, you know, social media doesn't necessarily cost us money. It's free to download Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all these different kinds of things. But they have figured out. And there's leading industry experts that have come out and just said this point blank. There are 
social scientists, brain scientists that are paid through these companies to find out how to get you to spend mm -hmm. as much of your attention as you can. And they have uh, traced this back to the release of a chemical in our brain that's there for a good reason, but dopamine. Yeah, dopamine. Dopamine. But the same thing that's released that keeps drug addicts hooked on dope mm -hmm. is the same thing that's released at the same level of quantity whenever we get a notification on social media or we get a like or a little digital heart or a thumbs up. And we are literally spending our souls into this place of distraction. And what's happening is it's hurting not just our competencies, but our capacities yes. to fully attend Absolutely. to our families, fully attend to the spirit of God. This is why, you know, you, you hear about, uh, you know, third world countries or developing nations. And you go, I've, I've been blessed to do mission work. I know you have too. And people with such a hunger for God in their heart, five, six, seven hour services. Don't stop. We need God's presence. Why? Because there's not all the distraction. Mm. And we have great advantages in the society that we live in. And I'm not for, for in any way, shape, or form trying to take shots at that. But because of this blessing of tech, this blessing of information that's at our fingertips, there's major concerns that even people that lead, that lead in education, in the field of education, have for our children on what is this inability to learn things like complex problem solving because I can Google it. Yeah. yeah. Because I can look up the video. We've damaged critical thinking. We've damaged True critical thinking. critical thinking. And let me just uh, interject here for a moment to the parents that are watching. Let me, let me give the phone number again. I, I, I really would love to hear from you. We've, we're offering a signed copy uh, for our first-time callers, we're going to give a signed copy away of Rhythms of Grace, which slows us down to the ancient truths of relationship with God. That's what this book is about, Rhythms of Grace. I want to sew a free copy to, uh, and we'll select one of our first-time callers, and then we'll give a free copy away to all the other callers, a free signed copy of Rhythms of Grace. But I want to encourage parents to make sure you're, you're overseeing the digital space your children are engaging in, that's your responsibility, and the time that they're spending on social media, on these, these digital spaces uh, and, and equipment. Uh, you're gonna have to manage that. That's a difference in parenting today for you mm -hmm. versus parenting in my generation. You're going to have to give instructions and boundaries and say no, because again, it, it, I have always believed, and I made some, uh, at the time, uh, profound statements about how that this is going to damage a generation. This is going to damage their thinking processes. These were, these were things, again, I had discerned early, but didn't have the data, didn't have the backing of the science but had the instinct that this is not good. I'm just glad you're still with us if you're still with us because we've lost even the goldfish at nine seconds. Right. <laughs> uh, 8.2 something, five seconds, and people just can't stay focused. And mm -hmm. man, I've seen this in my ministry. Mm -hmm. Over four decades, I've seen people hungrier uh, and time not being as big an issue. And today, time is. Well, we'll go ahead and take a call here and give you a chance to, uh, did you have some more statistics you wanted to connect pretty quick or can uh, we take a call? We'll take a call, absolutely. All right, let's take a call from Frank in Missouri. Uh, and uh, what is your question, Frank? We always appreciate you calling. 
back at you, Pastor Dwayne. Is there any like a, 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 a you're sowing a seed for the guy that called a hundred times? <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> well, you're at the top of the list, then, Frank. And by the way, on a side note, uh, you said something uh, on one of my programs just a week ago, and you talked about how that you in two minutes could go through the old covenant and show us Jesus. I don't know if you remember that comment, but uh, I really found some of the things you said uh, very interesting. Uh, they weren't as as new to me as if I hadn't heard them, but I just thought you had a good angle on a couple of things. And I wanted to ask you if you can recall that. I'd like for you to send me an email, uh, pastordwayne.com, pastordwayne.com, uh, and send me an email of those things that you said you could you could talk about in two minutes because we can't do it on the air. But I was interesting in, interested in looking at some of those things. I just thought you had a good a good slant on that, a good view. I think God really showed you some things and I wanted to, wanted to hear you out. Now, back to your question though, for, for Zach and I, uh, what, what, what do you want to ask us? You're talking about AI and uh, this, we uh, formulated this question, me and Ruth, uh, uh, do you think that an AI has the ability to lead a soul to Jesus Christ? Hmm. That's a that's a good that's a really good question. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna field it first and and be careful and safe, hopefully, and then uh, give Pastor Zach a chance to to weigh in. I, I don't. I think no matter how much information you program the thing with, when we talk about leading people to Jesus, um, we're talking about eternal life that is outside the realm of just facts and knowledge. And my, my answer would be, um, and again, I don't want to box Zach in, but no in the sense of what the gospel is really all about. The gospel is about the human soul, which, which AI doesn't have. How can, it, how can it communicate at that level with a human soul, much less take someone into eternal life when it doesn't understand even eternal life? And so that's part of my concern is I could see people thinking, well, we don't need to preach the gospel anymore. We have AI. Well, there's a, there's a deception. Uh, Jesus didn't say that there was a season we preached the gospel and, and to take it to the whole world until AI can do it. Uh, no, that's our responsibility. And leading someone to the Lord, let me just say this quickly too, uh, involves the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And you can't get anyone saved just based on the facts or knowledge. It takes a revelation of Jesus, and it's the Holy Spirit that convinces. AI can't convince somebody of truly their sin. It takes the Holy Spirit to convict. AI can't convict anybody of sin, and it takes it takes the Holy Spirit to convert someone into a, a believer. And in my opinion, AI... Uh, can come nowhere near that, though it may deceive itself and others to believe so. I personally do not believe so. Yeah, I definitely would agree with that. And uh, to me, there'd be a, a qualifying question that I would ask, which is just uh, not just for uh, for you, Frank, but for anybody that's watching is uh, what's your uh, model or strategy for leading people to Jesus? because there's a lot of uh, differentiation and diversity within the body of Christ. 
if you're talking about can AI produce a gospel track or a Romans Road pamphlet that you could leave in a bathroom stall at a, at a gas station for somebody to find, absolutely. Might do a better job than some <laughs> of the people that write them. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there are chat bots like ChatGP and others that are totally uh, able to, to produce entire uh, you know, booklets and outlines on any subject that it's, that's programmed to have the knowledge to have. Uh, but in my uh, personal stand in regards to the gospel that Jesus came to minister was the gospel of the kingdom of God. And the gospel of the kingdom of God following the model of Jesus was not just in preaching, but in signs and demonstration of power. Amen. Uh, and to me, uh, Paul makes his remarks uh, to us in the scriptures about that all the way from Illyricum to Iconium, he had fully preached the gospel with signs following. So do I believe that an AI could preach a relevant and probably pretty good gospel message about Jesus? Yes, but AI can't lay hands on the sick and see them recover. That's right. Uh, can't operate in the word of knowledge, word of prophecy. Uh, can't have a working of miracles. Jesus hasn't just given us a gospel that we can explain. He's also through his spirit given us a gospel that we can demonstrate. And I'm a strong advocate and proponent for the church fully operating in the resurrected power of Christ, which is, you know, I, I don't have a bone to pick with, with curbside or street side preachers with the bullhorn. Uh, just if you ever talk to those guys, they've seen one or two maybe come to the Lord in multiple yeah. years of ministry. We have so many people come to the Lord just yeah. through uh, yeah. what the ministry of that God's doing it in our church and yeah. your life Thousands. that uh, we can't count them all in uh, above above and beyond that through uh, our good brother uh, Andrew uh, Womack's ministry that that we're connected to. And there is a two part gospel. It's a gospel of explanation, but of demonstration. And demonstrating the power of God. Uh, Jesus drew a crowd, not just because he was a good teacher. He drew a crowd because if you got there, you got healed. You got fed. You got touched by the living God. AI can't do that. AI is never going to be able to do that. Amen. Uh, and if it, and the closest that we see is through something extremely invasive like this Neuralink yeah. that I was talking about. But even then, it can only touch an aspect of humanity's mm -hmm. sickness or, or, uh, uh, or problems. Uh, Acts 10.38 says that Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and power, and he went about doing good and curing all that were sick and oppressed of the devil. Yeah. And that's the gospel ministry that I believe he's called his church to. Uh, and that's so. part of the deception that I do believe is on the horizon. How many churches have done away with the supernatural, done away with the signs and wonders, done away with the power of the Holy Spirit, done away with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. On and on we could go with what we forfeited in mm -hmm. AI may try to fill a gap, even in some of the churches may accept that, that filling because of the lack of these other things. But I've never, I've never seen a, a, a lost soul win a soul for Christ. Right. And AI <laughs> isn't just a lost soul, it has no soul. It has no soul. So in that sense, it cannot preach the gospel. You know, Frank, you may be the only call we get today, and so you'll definitely get a free copy, <laughs> a signed copy of uh, Rhythms of Grace. So I don't know if we're going to get any more calls today. Uh, so, Frank, do we have your do we have your mailing address? Uh, I, I believe so. I appreciate the answer, man. Let me just breathe here for about 30, 30 seconds. In Psalms, he's our shepherd. In Proverbs, he's our wisdom. Isaiah, the wonderful counselor. Jeremiah, the 
the righteous branch, Ezekiel, the wonderful four-faced man, Daniel, the ancient of days, Hosea, the faithful husbandman, never married to the backside. We ought to be excited about Jesus so that these kids can get excited about the Bible. Amen. There you go. You got send it, those, brother. Send those to me, Frank. They're <laughs> wonderful, and and I yeah. love you for it. You're you're a blessing. Yeah. Uh, and again, we'll probably you'll probably win the free signed copy today of of one of our one of our callers. So well, thanks I, for calling yeah, in. I consider myself yeah. young, and I got excited with him saying that. So it, good Frank's job, a blessing. That's Frank's awesome. a blessing. At, at, when we do get calls, I'm surprised that we're not receiving a ton of calls on this subject right now. But man, some of the programs, Zach, the calls have added to the quality of the show. Right. And that's what the purpose is. We want to hear from you. Uh, the phone number is 719-619-2341. 719-619-2341. Well, I was enjoying some of the stats. I don't know what else you have in that light, but what are some other things you feel like the Lord is saying, the Lord right. is showing us, mm-hmm. trying to prepare us for what's on the horizon in regards to this subject. Absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's so easy for us, Pastor, in, in the world that we live with information literally at our fingertips all the time uh, to be following the headlines, be following uh, the news updates, be following what the latest and greatest that tech companies are trying to sell, be following the latest fashion trends in the culture. Even on social media, when you like somebody's page, you become their follower. Yeah. Uh, and to me, the opportunity for the church right now is to really, really wholeheartedly revisit and engage in what it means to follow Jesus. Jesus said he was the way, the truth, and the life. A lot of us have a concept around the life and the truth part of the Lord, uh, but I don't see as many within the church here within recent years. There's been a strong pull in my generation towards a resurrecting of true discipleship. And that way of the Lord is something that we've really got to comprehend if we're going to be. Yeah, yeah. uh, We're going to jump into that in our last section, our segment. Uh, But we're going to take a 90-second break, and then we'll be back again, hopefully with your calls. If not, we're just going to keep diving into this. Amen. Are you in ministry and want to connect with other like-minded ministers? Andrew Womack founded the Association of Related Ministries International, or ARMY, to serve, equip, and empower you for success in your ministry through relationships, community, and resources. Just being a part of this, uh, being filled with the Word of God and with Army and fellowshipping, knowing that I have other ministers with me, it is awesome. We have met such precious people through Army. Uh, There's people I know I can call when I'm in a jam. Ministers have a safe place to come. We can unify and unite for the kingdom. As an Army member, Some of the benefits you'll enjoy are Bible teaching correspondence courses, regional advocates for personal support and ministry, regional events for networking, one-on-one ministry and encouragement, our monthly newsletter, and more. You don't have to do ministry alone. Join this growing network of dynamic and elite ministers from across the U.S. and around the world today. 
Hey, you know, a big part of what we do here at Truth and Liberty is to provide you with the resources that you need in order to stand for truth in the public square. So I want to remind everybody to go to our website and check out our resources page at truthandliberty.net slash resources, where you can find material that discusses just about every issue we're facing today in our culture. And these are things that are prepared by our strategic partners and some of the uh, most influential and important organizations in America today. Hey everyone, welcome back to Truth and Liberty. I'm your host today, Dwayne Sheriff, and I have Zach Backus with me. And uh, man, he's just got some tremendous insight on AI and the Lord speaking to him. And we just need to be as a church on the front end of this, not on the back end, because of what it really is and the cautions we need to be prepared for. And so we need to learn to eat of the tree of, of life, of Jesus, and a way of life in Jesus versus the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And while knowledge is not bad, knowledge independent of God, independent of morals and values and God's nature uh, is not good. And yet that's what AI is bringing to us. We're offering a free copy, a signed copy of my newest book called Rhythms of Grace uh, to our callers. We'll pick a caller today and send a free copy and do any first time uh, callers, uh, we'd like to sell a copy into first-time callers. And so Rhythms of Grace, make sure that uh, if you are a first-time caller, let us know, and we'll put you on that list, and we'll pick someone out of that list to send a free copy to. Some of the questions that have come in is, how do we discern the line where AI is a tool and AI is an idol. Mm, that's so good. Yeah. That's so good. What's that line in your mind and as a, a spiritual leader? Right. I think there's two, uh, two quotes that, that I'd like to read uh, that I think kind of set the stage and, and give some context. Um, and I'm surprised these haven't come up yet, but I think the question will, uh, will fit. The, the quotes will fit well with the question. First is by uh, Neil Postman. He's just an American educator, media theorist, and social critic. He said, technology must never be accepted as part of the natural order of things. Every technology, from an IQ test to an automobile to a television set to a computer, is a product of a particular economic and political context and carries with it a program, an agenda, and a philosophy that may or may not be life-enhancing and that therefore requires scrutiny, criticism, and control. Amen. Scrutiny, criticism, and control. And control. So I think the nature of that question is that, that we need to first of all discern uh, and operate with God's kind of discernment on what it is. And even the fact that the nature of the question would uh, give the indication that there's an awareness that it can become an idol That's right. shows that there is godly discernment and That's wisdom. Right. Uh, people that are caught up in idol worship don't know it because idol worship and deception go hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, so there is this being awake that we're constantly talking about, especially in the midst of a culture that continues to try to go woke, yeah. that the people of God need to live awake. And uh, it's important for us to know and, and understand that uh, when we talk about a device that we're touching almost 3,000 times a day, mm. Uh, and because of the, the technological uh, addiction that's rampant in our culture that we've all fallen prey to, that I've fallen prey to. Absolutely. Uh, there's disciplines that have to be put in place. There's restraint. Virtuous people, noble people, is what we're called to be as the people of God, operate with the ability to manage their appetites, to control their appetites. 
uh, I love coconut cream pie. Like if you don't, uh, you need deliverance. It's an awesome thing. It's a great thing to experience. Amen. But uh, coconut cream pie, there's, yeah. no, there's nothing wrong with it. But if I eat four or five of those suckers a day, yeah. I'm probably yeah. worshiping and, an idol. And and this is something you don't hear much about even in the church. Uh, digital addiction. Digital addiction that, is that real. There is something called digital addiction. And again, if you're touching that screen 2,600 times a day, that's a digital addiction. And again, in my book, Rhythms of Grace, I deal with spiritual practices, spiritual disciplines that help us stay connected to God. Right. And again, we're offering a signed copy to our first time callers, at least one of those, and to our regular callers. Let's take a call from Jennifer from New Jersey. Thank you so much for calling, Jennifer. Are you a first time caller? Oh, no, I am not a first time caller. It's been a few months, but... I've definitely called in before, and I appreciate you taking my call. And in advance for your patience, as I try to come across this question, it's like twofold. Um, So we're really, we need our phones, the iPads, that's how we communicate everything. But clearly, I'm conservative, I'm a stay-at-home mom. What I post is Bible verses, I follow, whatever. It's all conservative stuff, and I've already seen Anything, let's say I went to say happy blessed birthday to my daughter, when I went to post it, it would take out the word blessed. Or uh, my sister's strong skin importance is now changed. She's realizing it's not the same. So even within apps that you think that you're going to to find information for anything, it's already uh, manipulated. So my first question is how do we trust any of it? I really don't trust any of it. And also, is there a backup plan for some kind of communication to know that we're getting the truth? Besides, I mean, yeah. I watch Truth and Liberty and the Victory yeah. Channel. That's where I get my news. And besides that, I don't well, you're trust doing anything well. else. You're doing well. I get you. Uh, I would hope that we'll be able to expand that trust somewhat. But the conservative position you've taken in, in, in trust and trusting is, is very wise. Uh, because we are experiencing so much bias, propaganda, false, fake news that we're coming to some wrong conclusions because of the wrong input. That's why God and the input of the scriptures are so important in the Holy Spirit. And so I really appreciate the question, uh, Jennifer, and we'll put you in the competition for Frank on who gets this signed (laughs) copy today. But thank you again for calling back. Um, how, how would you address that, Zach? Because again, she's she's spot on, right? And and just having the discernment alone puts you way ahead of the game. You're not going to become a needless casualty of deception because you're cautious, because you're discerning. So where would you take it from there? Absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the first things that comes to mind as you were asking the question question is, and I'm not trying to be controversial at all in in my phraseology and the way I'm going to speak about this. So have an ear to hear what I am saying, not what I'm not saying. But you think about the early church. Uh, you think about the first uh, couple hundred years of the church. Uh, well, backing up a lot earlier than that, you think about the earliest days of the church and you think about uh, just even the accessibility to Scripture that they had. Yeah. We know all Scripture is inspired by God and that we know that the Bible does one thing inerrantly, infallibly, and absolutely right every single time. And it it's that it points us to Jesus, to the living Word of God. And the Scriptures uh, were not readily accessible to the early church. 
the Old Testament, the Old Covenant was written in scrolls. Uh, I mean, it would not be even uh, feasible or practical to have the entire scroll of Isaiah in your house. They yeah. were, they were yeah. housed in the temple. Uh, and it was toward the latter end of the apostles' life that they started writing down what we know as the Gospels, uh, their firsthand accounts of their walking with Jesus. And we are just beyond blessed. We don't have a word to, to fully recognize the benefit that we have to having the written word of God at our fingertips like we do now. But there's a reason why in Paul's writings, even in his letters to the churches, uh, that was a form of communication. You should talk about communication back in the day. The most cutting-edge technology of the time in Paul's day <laughs> was ink and parchment. And that's why he said, when you come, bring the parchments because yeah, <laughs> I need them. That's yeah. how we're circulating this information. But he says fascinating things in so many of his letters about, I pray that you would grow in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, of knowing the Holy Spirit constantly, praying yeah. for the church to grow in knowledge, to grow yeah. in knowing, to grow in discernment. Why? But because before the scriptures were accessible to everyone like they are now, the Holy, the Holy Spirit was already accessible and yeah. is. They had life-giving, genuine relationship, authentic insight that could only come from the Spirit of God, and that was confirmed and enhanced and continued to be added to by the teaching of the apostles but I think that because we have certain things at our fingertips to get answers, we don't rely yeah. on God's Spirit like we do, uh, like we should in certain and, times and let me and just, places. Uh, say to Jennifer and to other viewers, uh, what's the backup plan? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. <laughs> the backup plan is the Holy Spirit. They will not be able to censor the Holy Spirit. They will not be able to deplatform the Holy Spirit. They will not be able to cancel the Holy Spirit. Even our churches have tried to do that, and they've been unsuccessful. Right. So we have great hope, excitement, anticipation that whatever comes with the Holy Spirit, we are well able to overcome. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to our phones. We got AJ uh, from Colorado, a subscriber. Uh, what's your question, AJ? Hey, Pastor Dwayne. Hey. I was wondering what is going to happen to the country, to the world, to people's reputation if the deep face voice or deep fake voices become more widespread and widely available. Yeah. Yeah, we were we were uh discussing Pastor Zach and I before the program how that AI has already advanced enough to, to duplicate our voices, duplicate our, our face recognition, take uh, from our own postings and put together falsehoods about us and the police state and the deep state that's real. I used to think and was very cautious about the deep state. I, I really didn't know if it was a conspiracy theory or not. As a matter of mm -hmm. fact, I'm out of conspiracy theories. All of mine have come to pass. So <laughs> I'm very open now to what the world calls a conspiracy theory uh, winds up being the truth. And the police state is real. The deep state is, is real. And, and what they can do to us, that's why our Constitution is so important. That's why our liberties and freedoms that come from God need protected. And so I want you to, to weigh in on that. Uh, because that's what we were discussing, that you can, you can liter th literally through some of these computers now be um, imitated mm -hmm. in a way that you could be found guilty of a crime 
And they have video evidence, audio evidence that they created that mm -hmm. we didn't even do. And, and to me, that's scary. That's That has to be stopped. Absolutely. I think that uh, one of the things that was the most alar alarming to me was a, uh, uh, a, a uh, show like this uh, that I was watching a couple months ago, and they were bringing some uh, cutting, uh, not cutting edge, but the most uh, recent information that they could about a situation that had transpired, I believe, in the state of, of Colorado. Uh, a lady um, was is a mother to a, if I recall right, a, a junior Olympian skier, and uh, she was the one of the first to experience a scam call uh, through the use of AI. Her daughter's voice uh, was all over the internet from interviews on Facebook and lo local media outlets. And uh, they were trying to get the family to pay a million dollars because uh, they had, okay, you can talk to your daughter, give her the phone, and it's her daughter's voice coming through. And a uh, woman had enough discernment to know that uh, she needed to try to get a hold of her husband, who was there with uh, her daughter at this, at this ski meet. And was able to text while on the call, finally got a hold of him, and he confirmed, no, she's safe, he's with me. And as soon as she told him the jig is up, you know, they hung up the phone and, and uh, multiple places around the country, similar time, time frame, uh, that, uh, that they were reporting the same types of calls. And to me, this just keeps coming back down to whether it's at the level of hackers and scammers trying to make money or if it's at the level of these uh, people in high positions of office and power in our country and countries around the globe that you're referring to that want to frame, that want to manipulate, that want to control. Even uh, Sam Altman, uh, CEO, recently reappointed CEO of OpenAI in a press conference that he just did for Time Magazine as being CEO of the year just a few days ago, talked about he, as a leading industry expert, is saying that he's got major con uh, concerns, uh, said this in the press conference, about misinformation going into the 2024 elections. So even the people that are not spirit-filled believers, yeah. once again, Elon Musk at the beginning of this year calling for rapidly slowing down, the thing that I take heart in is not just the fact, even though it's the only thing that we should take heart in, is that God's got this and is with us, and we're going to continue to progress forward as the church. But leading industry experts are saying this has to be considered. I, I would be at another level of concern if the people that aren't at the forefront of developing this technology are saying everything's fine. Let's just keep producing uh, and, and, and rolling at the pace that we're at. Even they are saying we've got to slow this thing down. Yeah, and, th and that, that's a part of the Great Awakening. Right. I do believe that even lost people are waking up to the dangers of a knowledge of good and evil independent of God and, and, and the consequences, the consequences of this. I mean, the, the lying from the national media and the fraud, I literally loathe it uh, because not against them personally, but against the effect it has even on good people, Christian people. And that's what we're trying to do is warn people of this false information. I can't imagine a high speed, super intellectual computer, how good they'll be able to lie, uh, how much fraud they can can perpetrate on the American people and ultimately on the church. This stuff cannot come into the church and we, we have to be better prepared to, to insulate God's people from this. So let's go to the uh, calls, our phones quickly. We have Tim from Wisconsin. Uh, Tim, thank you so much for calling. Uh, what is your question, please? 
Pastor Dwayne. Hi, Pastor Zach. Um, well, the last Hello. caller kind of asked part of my question. You hear me okay? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Okay. Um, the last caller kind of asked part of my question about the deep fake and, you know, voice imitations claiming to be somebody. My wife just actually asked me that the other day. What do we do if one of the, you know, if some AI voice calls up and says, hey, you know, pretends to be one of our kids, you know, anyway. But the other yeah, part of my question yeah. is, um, is it, I mean, I know that any evil is perpetrated and inspired by the devil, but is it possible that actual demonic entities could be behind, you know, what's coming forth as AI speaking to us in the voice of AI, <laughs> artificial intelligence, and, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, I'm not laughing at you. Way? Uh, Tim, I'm really not laughing at you. I need to be cautious here. Uh, I'm being self-aware. Uh, I don't want to come across wrong. The reason I'm laughing, I think Zach kind of smiled. I yes. think I saw him smile <laughs> out the corner of his mouth. Is is we have some data, we have some information, some articles uh, available to us that we we debated whether we should share it on the air or not because of the sensitivity of it involving demons, involving exorcists, and uh, even the Catholic Church, uh, and some experiences they've had. And so there is this line that I think we'll discover if we're crossing it as we go further down this path. There's definitely some demonic issues behind all of this. We know that, the serpent in the garden mm -hmm. uh, talking to Eve. Well, that, that serpent hasn't left the world and he's still talking to people pulling them away from god into believing they can become gods become immortal i mean one of the things about the chip that was fascinating to me that mm -hmm. pastor zach had researched uh neurolo neurological mm -hmm. uh you know chip uh, was immortality and this desire to be immortal that that's a part of the deception and so, yeah, there's some things uh, I don't think we're going to dive into it now. Uh, in this case, thank God, we're running out of time. But there are some demonic issues, I believe. I'll let you briefly kind of jump on it. Uh, we can't go into detail now. We're running out of time. I need right. to take some more calls. I guess I could just uh, reference the interview if it's something that anybody wanted to watch on their yeah, own we, time. And, and, uh, we need to do that. Some... We'll re we'll, Tim, we'll go ahead and reference Zach. will reference an interview. Uh, that I think would be interesting to you, yeah. at least. So, Tim, there's an interview that uh, one of the uh, leading, uh, I say leading, he's hes gaining popularity in the Internet, uh, but uh, Father Dan Rehill, he's uh, a exorcist uh, priest uh, in the Catholic Church. He did an interview with Michael Knowles, who I believe is a part of the of the Daily Wire group. Um, you can You can take a look at that interview, and uh, Father uh, Dan has got some interesting stories about your your question, uh, and uh, and I think it would be uh, a way for you to be able to have some more insight to your question. Yeah, again, that's why we were smiling. We weren't we weren't smiling, or I wasn't smiling, you know, against you. I was smiling with you and for you that hey, there's definitely some demonic things we're going to have to deal with down the road. But we'll leave that for another program. Uh, we really thought I thought our phones would melt down over this. And so right. I thought about having multiple programs, but maybe this isn't an interest yet to people like I think it needs to be, but we'll reconsider maybe visiting that as well. Tim, thank you for calling. Uh, do we have your address, Tim, so I can uh, put you in the hopper for the free copy, signed copy of Rhythms of Grace? 
didn't ask me for my address when I called in. Okay. Should I give it to well, the, we were, to the uh, yeah, mentor I, person? I would, yeah, I hope that the screener would be able to intervene again and get your get your address. We want to put you in the hopper. You've called before. I know that. I recognize you. You're a great brother. I'd love to sew this. We'll 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 make a decision at the end of the program uh, on who to who to send the the signed copy to. For now, let's go to Marsha from Texas. Marsha, uh, thank you so much, Marsha, for calling. Uh, what is your question, please? Did I lose you, Marsha? Can you hear me? Okay, I can hear you okay. now, Marsha. What's your question, please? Okay, I'm sorry. I guess the phones are not cooperating. Uh, I was saying it's as no much worries. a comment AI for you to is comment. not happy right now, but I'm <laughs> no. sorry. I interrupted you, Marsha. My bad. Uh, uh, technology, I, I told you there was demons involved in some of this. But anyway, I'm not going to interrupt you again. My, my apologies. Uh, go oh, ahead, Marsha. It's as much a comment for you both to comment on as it is anything else. I just sat a couple of weeks ago, over a 10-day period, through about 50 hours of presentations on AI. Wow. And it is a very extraordinarily serious issue for every human being on the planet, in my opinion. Amen. And I Correct. think, I believe where I see the benefit of AI is in things like there's a lot of things going on where it helps to create like artificial limbs. For people who, like in the military, have lost their legs or arms or yes. or for things yes. related to that kind of thing, I think is an incredible benefit. But I think if yes. we're not very, very careful, because now you cannot read anything on the television set, you cannot read anything in print that somehow isn't touched by AI. And I don't care what it is. Mm -hmm. Anything. Yeah, you're right. And, and you're right. we need to we need to start people who have and please, I don't know, I don't want anybody to take offense to this, but people who have their noses and texting all day long, every day, and not paying attention to what's being said or read are in trouble because every single thing, every single thing we read or, or watch or a movie or a description of anything, an article we read, an advertisement is touched in some way and many times completely by AI. Now, yes. the benefit of the, the, the other disadvantages are we, how is competition now? There is no fair competition. You can have 10 people who send in resumes, and I can guarantee you probably maybe not even one of them is written 100% by that person or someone assisting <laughs> them as a human right. being. It's, it's, right, they, so they, right. They're literally completely written by some false entity. And, and, so, and then in school, hmm. the kids are not going to learn anything. Because every child yeah. in the world knows about this from the age of three years. I mean, the kids know about it before we do. And they yes. use it before we do and more than we do. Mm. And so yes. the things in school, they're not learning legitimate information. They're not, right. they're not performing in their own legitimate capacity because they are taking from the AI. And, and yep. so... That there is hardly anything in today's world, mm. and, and I and I know I sound like a scaremonger, but there really no, 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 is no. nothing that isn't no, touched by this. I think your your spirit about this is accurate. Let me make sure I understood you, uh, Marcia. Uh, did you say fifty hours of training on AI? Fifty. 
Uh, well, yes, I, I, ha- I join these summits that are given by different groups of people, and these are professionals that were giving these presentations, and we got to listen to them over a period of 10 days. And there was a total of at least 50 hours of data. Okay. Wow. Wow. Well, that, uh, first of all, I would, I would be honored, Marcia, if you'd stay connected at some level. Mm-hmm. Again, I thought we would melt the phones down over this issue, and I felt like we would have to pick it back up again. I'm not sure about that. I'm going to pray about that. We may not do another program on this for a while, but I really felt like there would be a, a tremendous amount of interest. So if you could just stay connected to Truth and Liberty at some level, and at least on my program, if I advertise I'm going to do another program on AI, I would be honored for you to call because you're not fear-mongering, you're informed, and and your information is accurate to the best of our ability that we try to stay informed. See, I can only stay connected to this stuff so much. Uh, Man, I I, I need to be informed at least to be able to do a program like this, but uh, man, this stuff is deadly. It is destroying our children's minds. It is reducing our focus down to, if you heard earlier in the show, 8.25 seconds mm-hmm. is the average human ability to, today to stay focused. We, we are just inundated with information and, and go here, go there, and speed and bandwidth and, and uh, on and on it goes where we have to, as Christians, slow down, uh, take a breath, Develop the ancient rhythms of God's grace. Yes. Our Sabbath rest yes. in Jesus. Rest Praise is God. a vital part of our, our development. And AI does not promote rest. Mm-mm. It is 24-7 inundation and bias and I believe a lot of false information that's destroying people's lives. So, Marcia, what a great call. We'll put you on the list. Are you a first-time caller or have you called before? I have called before. Uh, but can I just okay. say one more really quick thing? Yes, ma'am. I think we need to. I think we need to be really aware of the fact that the people who are telling us this is great are people who are benefiting financially from it. Absolutely, hundred percent. Hundred percent. We and our listeners need to understand that. That's why they, even the COVID nineteen. It's like there was a disconnect from pharmaceutical. Uh, um, 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 benefits financially, that this thing turned into not real care for people's health, but a multi-million, billion-dollar industry of a, a cash cow. And AI is going to be the same thing. It's not going to be about the betterment, ultimately, of humanity. Uh, we can, as people of conscience, rein it in for our personal uses for personal benefit of humanity. But it's going to be about a lot, a lot of money and so what a great call. Thank you, Marcia. I hope we have your address. Um, hopefully our call screen can make sure we have your address. We're giving away a signed copy of Rhythms of Grace, how our relationship with Jesus and being connected to the high-speed Internet of the Holy Spirit Amen. is what we need right. in our challenging AI times. All right, let's go to, to Gary uh, from... Uh, uh, Placerville, California. Praise God. Placerville. I hope I'm saying that right. Thank you, Gary, for calling. Uh, what is your question, please? I'm trying to find a way to motivate the pastors in my area to allow testimonies of healing miracles and to Good. also to allow, well, they won't do it, 
uh, <laughs> but um, and also I'm trying to find a place in town that will allow me to teach the Constitution uh, through Karis Bible College. Not Excellent. one pastor, and I have talked to so many pastors, I'm tired of talking. Look, cattle prod man. probably not work quite as well. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I'm running out of time. It's like many times the calls come in right at the last minute. Mm -hmm. I need to get to a couple of more calls and questions, Gary. But thank you for what you're doing. Stay connected to CARES. Find a place to teach the Constitution. Uh, the Great Awakening is in the early stages, and many pastors are simply not on board. I don't know how to help you with that. I know Andrew's doing all he can to motivate pastors through Army. We are working with Andrew. Truth and Liberty, I think if pastors start plugging into Truth and Liberty, they're going to get fired up and uh, be better better shepherds. But uh, keep up the good work. Let me, let me take one more call. We only have a minute and 40 seconds left. Thanks for calling, Gary. Uh, let's take a call from Carrie from Georgia. Uh, and what is your question, Carrie? Well, good evening. Uh, my question is, uh, I get this question a lot uh, as a young man. Uh, when when does homosexuals when they uh, uh, die? Do they uh, do homosexual when 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 a person is a homosexual? Do they die and go to hell or heaven? Yeah, boy, you you really threw me under the bus, Carrie. We got one minute left, <laughs> and I mean that's a hot button. And it, unfortunately, because of our culture, it's controversial. But the issue isn't, do homosexuals go to heaven? The real question is, who, who goes to heaven? People who believe in Jesus go to heaven. People who call upon the name of the Lord and are saved go to heaven. Do people still with weaknesses in their flesh and fall short of the glory of God when they die? Do they go to heaven? Absolutely. All of us fail. All of us are weak after the flesh. But if you've embraced homosexuality as your identity and it's who you are, then you're embracing the nature of a sinner and those who die in their sins and sin nature do not go to heaven. But do homosexuals go to heaven? Yes, just uh, in the sense of so do fornicators, adulterers, uh, embezzlers, uh, liars and cheaters, if they've repented. If they've repented of their sin and been born again, then they go to heaven regardless of the weakness of their flesh and the temptation Satan has used. I'm out of time. I always run out of time and the calls come in late. Hey, I got to go. Thank you for being a part of Truth and Liberty. Again, I don't know if we're going to do this again. I hope it was a good show. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it helped. I know this has helped me. Thanks so much for being a part. God bless you. Thank you for joining today's Truth and Liberty livecast. You can watch today's and past livecasts in our archives at truthandliberty.net. Our goal is to educate Christians and connect them with resources and organizations to help them impact their sphere of influence. You can help us accomplish this by making a donation at truthandliberty.net slash donate. Join us next time for more Truth and Liberty.